Welcome to another edition of the FEMBA Drive Time Podcast. I hope you've been enjoying listening to these half as much as I've enjoyed getting to have these interviews. My name is Dylan Stafford. I'm an assistant dean here, and it's uh, my pleasure to be your host today. We're, we're going in new uncharted territory. We're talking to faculty members at Anderson in these more recent podcasts. And today, I think um, those of you out there who ever think about being an entrepreneur, who think about um, venture capital, who think about running your own ship someday, who think about really networking just as powerfully and as effectively as you can while you're here at UCLA Anderson, I think you're going to love this podcast because with me today is Jeff Scheinrock, who is um, the president and CFO of Originate. He is also the faculty director of the both the AMR and the BCO field studies. And before that, he was a global access program. He was a GAP advisor for six years. And um, yeah, I just think I I think this is going to be fun. He came to Fembapalooza a couple of weeks ago. I did. And um, I even had a drink. <laughs> hey, you know, we get you out in the hot sunshine in July. The least we can do is woo you with with food and beverage and libations. Um, and I appreciated that. And he was he was down in the executive MBA suite a week or two back, and we were debriefing Palooza. And I said, "Oh, would you be willing to do a podcast?" Right. So um, so here we are, and we've had an hour together. And um, his life story is way too amazing to fit into thirty minutes. So we're going to try to what's in it for me. We're going to try to focus because uh, he's really done some incredible stuff. Please look up his his biography on the faculty website, and then probably you should get to know him as you're going to hear in some of the stories we can share. So um, I thought maybe we start with a little bit of tell us about Originate. What's it like to run your own venture resource team? And oh, and this is the last, he's hired 11 Anderson graduates in the last couple of years at Originate. Their, right. their tagline is, we build products that define the future. So Right. So Originate, my business partner and I are very different. I'm a lot older. I'd say mature. Uh, a lot older. <laughs> uh, he's almost 25 years younger than me. Wow. He is very technical. And I, I met him when he hired me to be an advisor to him because he thought he wanted to raise venture capital. My business model at the time was I charged part cash, part equity. So I always wanted equity in everything that I was involved in. Um, I learned that over my career because you always don't get it. And um, make a long story short, he decided not to do venture capital, but we sold his company when he was 29. I negotiated that, I found the acquirer, and he became extremely wealthy at age 29. When he came out of the earnout or the company that bought him, uh, bought his prior company, he said, Jeff, you did a great job, but you're grossly overpaid. And he was right. Because a lot of the companies I advised went out of business. They weren't successful. I, 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 I like working with younger companies. Mm -hmm. I've been involved with big companies, but I like working with younger companies. And he said, you know, I want to take your model, not for, not for strategic consulting like you do, not for helping me reposition my company in the negotiations, I'm a software developer, and there's a worldwide shortage of really good software developers. So what I want to do is I want to do the part cash, part equity, but for software development. So let me tell you a trick about negotiation. So, um, you know, I said, uh, and he goes, if you, if you do this, and you, if you do this, I'll give you some ownership of Originate, the company I'm starting. And I said, you know, Rob, there's good news and there's bad news. Yeah, there's always... I said, the good news is, great, thank you very much for the ownership of part of your company. And the bad news, Rob, 
you didn't have to give me anything because it's a business model. It's not proprietary, but I'll take it. So thank you. <laughs> and that's how I got involved with Originate. He started it 10 years ago. After three years, he came to me and said, Jeff, this is going to be huge. This is going to be huge. So I want you to come in full time. I want you to be my partner, partner. And that's how we sort of started. I, I had the, uh, well, an Anderson grad actually heads our strategy group. His name is Craig Finster. And he's been working with me since 08, actually. And uh, we're a small part of Originate. So Originate designs, builds, and operates really cool technology, really cool software. And then there's a smaller group that I'm, I'm in that basically does uh, business consulting, business strategy with companies of all shapes and sizes. We have 130 people spread out between San Francisco, where we're based, Los Angeles, uh, Las Vegas, uh, and, uh, and New York. And uh, we compete with the, the names you've heard of. We compete with McKenzie Digital Ventures, uh, Boston Consulting Digital uh, Ventures, uh, uh, Deloitte Digital, um, IBM Global Services, and Pivotal Labs. Those are the companies we compete in day in and day out. And we're just a little, uh, little company. Uh, but we do really good work because we hire the best people. And six of them were from Anderson. <laughs> Six or eleven? Eleven, excuse me. Yeah, eleven. I'm sorry, eleven from years. Okay, Eleven in the last six years. Yeah, make excuse sure, me. Make sure I excuse didn't me. Speak. Eleven, eleven. Yes. Well, one one of the things I love about Anderson is that it it it's an epicenter for what's going on in Southern California, what's going on in California overall, and this is such a who you know economy, yeah. and that's been key as we were as we were talking beforehand. That's been key to your success in life, and you bring a you bring a, a nice combination of a high level of accomplishment and a lot of humility in, in your approach. And I think everybody wants to be you someday, but there's a big gap between... No, they don't want to be me. I don't have hair. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> He's very handsome. Well, they, Okay, yes, we all want it, but we want it before we're 30. But yeah. if, if we have to earn it the old-fashioned way, and actually it takes us a lifetime to do it, people, I think, want to get to where you are, but and that's on the corporate side. But tell people a little bit how you became a, a, a teacher here. You know, you're 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 yeah. running some of the important structures that really pay forward the the applicability of an MBA education. Yeah. You know, the field study here is such an important part of the curriculum. Gap in FEMBA, AMR and BCO, all of these pathways. Um, and it's it's kind of a networking story that has you be here as a. Yeah, I I I was fortunate in that. Uh, my first uh, startup uh, was acquired by a large accounting firm. And uh, as part of that, I was one of three partners that came up with a, um, an award called the Entrepreneur of the Year Award. And uh, 30 some odd years ago uh, in Los Angeles, the first judge for that was uh, Al Osborne, who's a senior associate dean here. Um, I believe that's his title. And Al, uh, uh, from the very beginning, got involved with that program. Um, and then years later, um, an, an Anderson grad, Brian Newton, uh, when I was working at, at a company, said, you know, with your background, Jeff, you should really get involved with Anderson. Let me re reintroduce you to Al Osborne because he was very involved with the Price Center, uh, Brian Newton was, and Al's, in, you know, uh, instrumental in it. And so they introduced me, and Al asked me to be uh, an advisor for an EMBA field study, and I said I would if I could teach someday. We make a long story. It worked out really well, uh, and he called me, and I actually replaced Bob Foster, who runs the GAP program. I took over his classes 10 years ago when I started teaching at Anderson, so I owe a lot to 
Professor Foster, and to Al Osborne, and I have to tell you, although I went to the school across town at USC, <laughs> I love it here. And I, uh, it's great to work with really bright and um, personable people, and I've learned as much, I think, from the students as I hopefully have taught them. And I don't know if all FEMBAs really cross paths with Professor Osborne. I mean, he's, he's, he's one of the pillars who makes this place great, yes. um, but he's at such a high level that I don't know that everybody always knows him because I don't think he teaches as much. He's more doing the strategic visioning, future building at this chapter of his career. But, but look him up also um, because his, his contribution to the Price Center along with... Well, and now the Accelerator, which is on the, the bottom floor of the uh, Rosenfeld Library, <laughs> Al worked very hard to get that here, and I'm proud to say I'm involved with uh, the Price Center and Al, and, and a lot of FEMBA students can take advantage of that resource. It's an incredible resource. Uh, I'm a mentor at the Disney uh, Techstar Accelerator the last two years, and I have to tell you, our facility makes Disney look like a Mickey Mouse company. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> and he'll be here all week. He'll be here all week. <laughs> I know, don't give up my day job. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, maybe maybe that would be interesting for people, you know, a little bit like what did it take to launch an accelerator? Like who did we benchmark and were you, you know, like what do you see about well, the, I, the benefit I, that, that this entering class of students will really receive because that's all going, that's coming online while you're here. Yeah, so let me tell you um, uh, Al, Al Osborne, Elaine Hagen of the Price Center are the driving forces behind that. I, they've asked for my input only because I've been involved with the entrepreneurial community all these years and because of my involvement with the Disney Tech Stars. Uh, it takes a lot. First of all, the, the layout uh, it was thought through. We spent a lot of money down there. When I say we, Anderson, uh, I think it's going to, it is the nicest facility I've seen as an accelerator, and I've been to most of them around, at least in California, northern and southern. Uh, so we have a facility down there. The, the, now the hard work becomes. It looks beautiful. Um, now we're going to build a program for all students mm -hmm. uh, that uh, uh, will have a benefit of it. We're going to build a mentor program. We're going to build a speaker series program. And basically the students uh, and, and FEMBAs can qualify for this um, who participate in the uh, business creation option for the field studies. Um, uh, can, are allowed to do their meetings and be involved with all the programs down there. So it's one of the benefits. Now there's a lot of, you've got to take certain classes here, you have to get certain grades here, and you have to meet certain criteria. But it is uh, a resource that will make Anderson, UCLA Anderson known even more as an entrepreneurial school because it is going to be the uh, jewel here among other jewels. Well, and I, I, this is a little story I can share with you. Um, again, we have multiple medical doctors in our entering yes. class, which just, I love it. And one of the, I won't say his name, but one of the entering students is an MD here on campus. And I'm just thrilled to have him in the class. Not that I was going to lose him to another school, but just would he, be, he's got a big life. And would he be able to have FEMBA plus all of his professional accountabilities plus his personal life? And we've been talking for a year or so. And he's, he's onboarding and coming on in in the class of 2019. And he emailed me last week. My boss, he's telling me now via email, my boss wants me to set up a tour of the accelerator. So the accelerator also has a footprint bigger than Anderson. It's not just... It's the whole university. And I can tell you there are two other MD students that are just got selected for our new 2016-17 BCO business creation option. Uh, there are two MD, MD 
MBA students that are on teams there that will get access to it. And that's probably where this is all coming from because they've been invited and they've seen what we have. So that we can have a best-in-class facility yes. and then nest that within, there are 120 graduate programs that's here at right. UCLA. And you know, we lose track of that. We get locked into MBA land. We get locked into part-time FEMBA land because, you know, there's, but, oh my God, South Campus, the, the medical school, the medical in, complex. In the engineering Reagan. school. Yeah. I, I can tell you, so the, I teach in the entrepreneurial program. So venture initiation is one class and business plan uh, development is another. And every quarter, and I teach FEMBAs, FEMBAs and full-time, every quarter we have ideas coming from the other part of the campus that want MBA students to be part of a founding team. So it's an opportunity. I don't know if people know this. We're in the top, I think, we're either second or third, I don't think we're first, in getting government grants to do research in, across the university. Mm -hmm. Well, with that money come some of the best companies in the world. The ideas and then what we build here. So the Anderson students get the access to not only the Anderson uh, leadership here and the professors and the, you know, the knowledge, they get the opportunity to participate in the entire university. Mm -hmm. and, and I think, you know, I think it's incredible. Now, this is coming from a Trojan. An ex, excuse me, an ex-Trojan. <laughs> ex I'm now like a Bruin baby Trojan. That's right. We've adopted you. We've adopted you. Yeah. And we, we, love your, we love your genetics, but we've adopted you. And now you're on our team. Yeah. Well, one of the, one of the things I, I try to explain to people when, you know, when, when they're looking at their, their options of schools, like the... the our strength is in our weakness. The strength of Anderson is that we are such an entrepreneurially minded enterprise within an entrepreneurially minded city, county, and state. Correct. So that's our strength, but that's also the challenge is you know, we've got a we've got a hundred different amazing faculty going in a hundred different interesting directions. That's our strength and it's our weakness because how do you orient yourself? Okay, here I am, new FEMBA 2019, walking in the door, or I'm a first or second year student. That's great that it's all happening, but you know, how do I sniff out the opportunities for myself? And one of the things as we got ready for our interview, you talked about luck and timing. And, and you gave so many examples from your own story. But as you're working with a early career, high potential, high aspirant, you know, person in one of your classes, yep. how do you, like, how do you help people find their own path. I mean, cause it's, it's one thing to say, just trust the process and no, no. Yeah. It's, it's, it, for, by, by the way, it's work and it's, it, you need to, you actually need to put an effort. So I, and I don't, I think I'm, I don't think I'm an exception. I think I'm the rule here. So students, first of all, not need not to be afraid to ask for help. Students should ask for introductions. You have the ability. I mean, you have some, some of the, I mean, some of the brightest, uh, prof people, professors that I've ever met are here and they have incredible knowledge. So don't be afraid to ask and say, look, I have a, you know, I'm, I'm in your class. Uh, this is what I'm thinking of doing. How can, you know, can you help me in some way? I mean, um, and I, I personally go out of my way to open my network, which is pretty, I'm fortunate to have a pretty phenomenal network. So for me in particular, if you're, if you're a student here, if you, if you want introductions in technology across the board, because of my prior background, aerospace and defense or telecommunications, I'm happy to open my Rolodex to the students that are here to try to help them. I may not know the answer, but I guarantee you I know somebody 
in those areas that will know the answer to a specific issue or question a student has. So I think, you know, you've got to not be, the students, the students need to be open and a little aggressive. Um, and I think, you know, it's hard for me personally to say no. I, I want to help the students. And if I can, you know, some way affect their life and career, I'm very, actually I'm happy to do it. Because, you know, I, I got married really young. I had children young. And no one helped me in my career. So this is a little way for me to get back. And I, you know, I should be, I shouldn't say this because somebody will hear it, but you know, I should be paying the school because I love what I do. <laughs> yeah, they do pay me. <laughs> well, when I'm, when I'm recruiting for UCLA, I always talk about this, this wonderful balance that our, our core curriculum is taught by top flight, as you said, some of the smartest men and women you can meet. The research faculty, you know, the, that, that teach the core curriculum are, are, are exactly what you expect at UCLA. And then when you go to the second half of the curriculum, when you get to the elective phase, it's a blend. It yeah. is, you continue to be taught by PhD research, academic senate faculty, and you get to meet people like yourself who learned it by living it. And, you know, I call you, this is my, my cliche, but it's like the retired millionaire club. Like, I don't have to spend my time doing this, but I choose to spend my time doing this. Yes. It's re very rewarding. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it's extremely rewarding. I just, if you're a millionaire, a billionaire, you don't have to disclose for the podcast, but I just, you know, this is, this is no, how I, I talk I, about you when you're not in the room. Really? No, look, I, I've done okay. I All mean, right. uh, and I've helped make a lot of other people a lot of money also in my career. Um, which I didn't answer your question of an example of luck and timing. So one of them was I was an advisor to an aerospace startup, and I was fortunate enough because of my finance background to help them raise close to a billion dollars. Yes, a billion with a B. Uh, and I can tell you that company subsequently went bankrupt. Great experience and great story, which, by the way, is a case study in my class. Mm. Uh, but because of that, I got a call from... Uh, Lockheed Martin and NASA and I became a special advisor to the space program for the United States of America and I'm really proud of that and I just in little me mm -hmm. well I'm six foot three but <laughs> I, 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 I I'm, I'm nobody special and yet I got I helped do something for America actually and helping write the guidelines and being involved in, in, with all the executives, the administrator of NASA, on the commercialization of space program, which was, they, didn't, they don't know how, the government does not know how to commercialize products. And so right. SpaceX won the grant in the area that I was involved in. And so uh, I'm very proud of that. And that was being in the right place at the right time. And, and as we were talking again, you said it's luck and timing and yeah. and. Elbow grease and, and hard work. And, you know, it's a lot of hard work. Um, you know, I've got to I've got to do something else also. So one of my students was also my teaching assistant. He was a FEMBA. He graduated in 2010, and he actually this is a plug. They're only 1999. No, uh, so I wrote a book here, a business book, uh, with Matt Richtersand. And Matt Richtersand has recently changed his name because he got married and his name was too long. It's now Matt Sand. But Matt uh, was the co is the co-author, uh, worked for Originate, is now the CEO of a uh, 3D printing company. So he used, uh, he used 
the re the uh, relationship with me and the work experience that originated. And he's now the CEO of a startup, a three D uh, printing company. But we wrote we wrote a book about the experiences that I had, and this is a book that you know was used in some of the courses here. But because of this, I, I didn't tell you. I got invited to speak at two universities in Europe. People read this and asked me if I they paid for me. That was a nice thing. They paid for me to come out to Europe to speak about my book. Mm. And so I thought that was really cool. So um, you just never know what you're going to do and where you're going to be. And you know, you gotta you gotta take advantage of the opportunity too. Well, I love getting to interview you because it's one thing to use the word amazing and awesome in a <laughs> like that's that's a way to but I'm I'm always looking for evidence points. I'm yeah. looking for evidence points. So if you're listening to this podcast, you know, what we're suggesting is that if you if you approach Anderson with this share success, you know, you get you use the word aggressive, I would just say hungry. You know, yes. get get hungry to find people who have bridges for where you want to go. And I love it that you've hired 11 graduates. Yeah. That's a lot of people teach, but not as many people teach and hire that you've written a book with a FEMBA student. I saw Matt at, with, with yeah, today at lunch. He with, came, he, he, he asked for some advice. And even though he's not a student anymore, uh, I, I'm, I'm always, I mean, again, it's hard. I have a problem. It's hard for me to say no. I mean, when well, students you and, ask. And Dean so, Fracious, when I yeah. did his podcast, he's forever offering consulting to people. Yeah, it's, and, it's and tough. And you guys are not, you're not exceptions no. to the rule. You, you mentioned Al Osborne, yes. who, who is such a, a leader around here with Al Osborne, the Prize Center for Entrepreneurial Studies. Um, Bill Cockrum also. Bill's is, a good friend. And yes, and Eric Sussman. I mean, some, these are, uh, Cock, uh, Bill Cockrum, Eric Sussman, they're, they're professors here. They're, they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're uh, funny. They're good friends, and they, they've helped more students than I know. I mean, and I've learned from them. Uh, I should tell you one other thing, too. What I learned, yes, I learned from students and from a program was the GAP program. I was an advisor for six years, um, and I, I learned... And this is, again, luck and timing. Who would have thought that you know, somebody who went to another university would be teaching here? I learned, I, and I've been fairly successful in the career that I've had in business, I, and I thought I knew how to do research, and I thought I knew how to analyze problems. But I learned through the, ex, the experiences of the students I was an advisor to. And by the way, somebody who never gets thanked and one of the best resources here at Anderson is the library and the librarians. Mm. So I learned through working through the GAP research, primary and secondary research, and listening and seeing how the students benefited from how the librarians here help them with their projects and know where to get the, the information. Uh, it's a valuable resource that the students should take advantage of. I mean, the... the I can't afford some of the databases for my business that they have here at Anderson that the students get the benefit of because it's an educational institution. And, you know, again, you, if you didn't go visit the library and get take the tours and stuff, you wouldn't know about it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's incredible resources here. Uh, uh, the clubs, okay? If you, okay? I'm in the entrepreneurship, but the, you know, EA and, uh, uh, I mean... Um, the digital media, I think uh, Derek Alderton, uh, you know, an ex-McKenzie partner, is on the faculty here. And, and he is involved with the digital media group here. 
And I mean, these this is these are resources that are incredible. Well, I you remind me of something I wanted to key off because I'm I'm always trying to add some tips and tricks to these podcasts. When you talked about asking faculty to open their network, and you gave me an example as we spoke earlier about a person who came to you with four names. Yeah. You know, Professor Shiner, could you please introduce me to these four people? You then turned around and did it, and he was shocked. Yes. And he asked, "Well, why'd you do it?" And you said, "Because." What? Why not? I mean, <laughs> look, I I have not run across in the 10 years I've been here somebody that I would be ashamed to introduce to somebody. I mean, mm-hmm. Anderson goes through, you do a good job with your you know, accept, <laughs> acceptance uh, qual, uh, procedures and do, uh, quality control of who we accept into the institution. Thank you. Thank look, you. look, if you it, understand a lot of the people that the professors at the university know are you know C-level executives at some of the largest corporate corporations and companies in the world, and w- you, no one wants to make a, re- a referral or a recommendation to somebody th- of something that is not of quality. Anderson produces quality, so I've opened my network. I'll, I'll tell you one other thing, and it's not with the gap, but it's with this other field study. I went out to my network. I sent 400 personal emails into my network. Now that I'm the faculty director. These are, I went out to people that said, I'd like you to recommend a company that's going to be great for the students to work on and, can, and the companies can benefit. And I, I got you know, just under 30 applications of people willing to pay the university for the field study. I mean, that's pretty incredible. And, that's, and, and they did it because they hopefully have confidence in me, but they also have confidence in the reputation of UCLA Anderson. And, and I think a story that I'm starting to realize that we don't tell enough. You know, Gap is the is the hidden crown jewel of FEMBA that's, that's sitting there in plain sight. But field studies in aggregate, I think it was is it two years ago that Harvard introduced a field study component to their full time curriculum. Yeah. But they do it first quarter. People haven't even learned anything yet, yeah. and and they trumpeted it as, hey, practicum education is a, is a great component to an MBA. We've been doing this since '69. That, that's the uh, well. That okay. So. Let's see. A, you remember I went to SC, so I'm not quick, even though I'm mean, a CPA. <laughs> this is the 49th year of the full-time student field study. 49th. AMR. Okay, so then so, it would be it's well, that's 67. Four, yeah, I so, guess. Yeah, 67, I, 69. Yeah. I, my math still works. All right, all right. Well, I was born in 69, so I, <laughs> I know what 47, I know where that one is on the calendar. But we've, we've done these, my point, we've done these so long that we don't even appreciate it. Or we're just forced with the trees. We're too close to it as an institution. But again, I, coming from my Chicago Booth MBA, I had never heard primary, secondary research, those terms, until I came and learned about GAP. And, and then I've heard hundreds of alumni panels talk about the takeaway that, that our field studies leave people with is this confidence that I have no, no kidding. I can look at complexity and I can sit with it and I can ask the right questions and then I can go get the real data, not surface level googly type of research and think I have an opinion, but I can go get the data upon which I can build a storyline that will people will give me time, they'll give me money, they'll give me resources, they will open doors for me because I have the, the credibility of Anderson opens the door and then my field study pedigree and, and the worldview that I have with that, then I can, I can close the deal. And you're now like making that available for people. Well, let me just let me. You know what the bottom line is. I personally with originate 
Now, this is going to be the second time with a company called Artica up in San Francisco, two times with a company called Channel M, a company called GBH Communications. I am now, have applied for my seventh field study of companies I'm involved with. And I pay the school the normal price of whatever they charge to do it because the value is so critical. No, these are companies so originated, that you're I'm, bringing to Anderson. That I own, that I'm involved with or that I own uh, a percentage of. Mm -hmm. And I'm willing to pay because it is the greatest value. So it's better for you to pay Anderson students to help you create your strategic pathway than to go to BCG or whomever. Or absolutely. You get, a, you get, absolutely. And so, and look, I do this for a living also. Yeah. And yet I'm, Originate is, is just applied to the field study for AMR. And, and it's because they, you know why? When students call up executives, when students call up competitors, when students call up people in the industry that they're doing their master's thesis on, who says no to a student? But if BCG calls and says, I want to ask questions because I've got a client in this area and I'm doing uh, 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 research, they won't get a refer return phone call. And so the students actually get better information than McKenzie, BCG, originate the other companies that do this for a living. God, I just knocked my own company. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Who says no to a student? Well, again, tips and tricks. Ask for intros. We've covered that a couple times. And Professor Scheinrock is a huge example of that. This tip I hear again and again that people, FEMBA students, real-time or alumni looking backwards, again and again are amazed at the access that they received and then the data that they got in the interview because they introduced themselves as a student interested in X industry. And that right. has opened so many doors for people. And you can get discounted movie tickets. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's you know, not only can you paint a pathway for the future sure. of your dreams, you can you can also save a couple bucks at the movies. You know, introducing yourself as a student, and that's legitimate. You are a student. You are a full-time, part-time student. When you're in that's, correct. that's correct. You know, you may still be working for Boeing or a hundred other companies, but also and equally in parallel, you're a full-time MBA student. Well, it's I, again, I believe that the field studies that are offered through FEMBA um, and the rest and, and the and M, uh, the executive MBA in the full-time, I think, is uh, one of the major reasons to come to Anderson, amongst others. Well, and, and I, I've talked with so many faculty about what do you like about teaching working professional students? And I don't know if people really appreciate how proud faculty members are. The research ladder faculty are proud of their research. The practitioner bring, you know, industry expertise. But people like teaching people who are going to go use it tomorrow. So let me tell you, it's actually, I, I, it's amazing. So I've been very blessed. I've been very fortunate with the luck I've had. It wasn't that I was a partner at one of the largest accounting firms in the world. It wasn't that I was vice chairman of Packard Bell, not Hewlett Packard, Packard Bell. To this day, everybody goes, my God, you were vice chairman of Hewlett Packard. I go, I wish. Um, <laughs> but Packard Bell, a $7 billion worldwide revenue company. Not that I was an advisor to NASA. Not that I invested a, uh, in the fund of funds a billion dollars. No one cares. You know what that impresses people? I teach at Anderson. Nice. It's the number one thing. It's people. It, I hope it's true. But people think if you're able to get 
a, you know, teach at a university like UCLA Anderson, that you've got to be really bright. You know, I hope I don't let everybody down. Um, but I, it's the thing that opens doors. It's the reason people, I mean, that's what impresses everybody. I mean, I, I'm, a, I shouldn't say I'm amazed at that, but you know, I thought I did some pretty cool things <laughs> in my career, but none of that matters. Well, I, I love that. We, we all, you know, Dean Olean says, look, my job is to hire great researchers and great teachers. Your job being the admissions team is go find great learners. Because yeah. if we can make a classroom setting with great teaching, great researching in front of great learning, everyone wins. And, and when, as we thank you for your appreciation of the admission decision, but the, the way we talk about it within the admission committee is the second you're admitted to Anderson, the halo effect kicks in. You start to benefit from being able to put MBA expected date on your resume. So you're receiving, you stand on the, we stand on the shoulders of giants. We receive the benefit of people who've gone before us, but then we also want to add our piece going forward. Tony Rea, who used to run Leadership Foundations, he always said, you can do anything you want, just never bring shame upon the family. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that we're all in this together. And yeah. It's so many thousands of people over decades have built a reputation, and then we all get to receive and contribute and be in the flow with that is... Well, I'm, you know, I'm really pleased you, you know, asked me to, for this interview. I, it's fun, and I, I you know, I, I hope... Um, it can make a difference of somebody coming here or staying here or, uh, uh, you know, knocking on my door and asking uh, some advice. I'm happy to help. Well, thank you very much for your time today. Um, welcome to the class of 2019 and, and for second and third year students in, in, in 17 and 18, we hope. Um, if you haven't met Professor Shinerock already, we hope that you're going to soon while you're um, having your Anderson experience through the accelerator or through his um, entrepreneurship courses, both it's what, what's the first course uh, is venture initiation and entrepreneurship 295A, 295A, business plan development 295D. And then they, they're a sequence there, A comes first and then D because A is earlier in the alphabet. See, even though I went to SC, <laughs> I know that I never understood. So, where's B and C? Oh, the nomenclature, so many acronyms you're going to learn, yeah. and you'll, you'll learn them all. Um, so yes, thank you very much for your time today. Uh, thanks no problem. For, for everything you do and give to the school. I love your, like I said at the outset, your, your combination of accomplishment plus humility plus a sense of humor. That's, I think, there's so much humor around Anderson. It's a, it's a really, it's a high achieving, but it's a fun place to be. Yeah, it is. I, I enjoy being here. It's, uh, it is fun. Well, thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Stay tuned next week for something else. It's going to be great. We don't know what it is yet because we don't always launch them in the sequence that we record them, but thank you for your listening.